Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. It's always a stark contrast at Christmas time, celebrating the Prince of Peace in a time of war. According to Google, there are 32 active wars in the world today. Recent headlines tell us Israel's troops are now advancing into southern Gaza as they seek to root out Hamas. Thousands have died on both sides. It appears many more lives may be lost in days ahead. Not only combatants, but women and children, the sick and the elderly. This is the reality of war. Yet most Jews and Arabs simply want to live in peace, to raise their children in safety without fear. How do we know that? Because human beings are made in the image of God. We were made to flourish. Augustine said this in a prayer to God. You made us for yourself, and our hearts find no rest until they rest in you. Keep praying all involved would find peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Charles Morris, and here on this Wednesday, welcome to Haven Today, where we're continuing a Christmas series called Let Earth Receive Her King. We opened our time together once again with one of the all-time favorite Christmas carols, Joy to the World, sung by the Cambridge Singers from the John Rutter Christmas album. When Isaac Watts wrote this carol back in 1719, he was looking forward to Christ's second coming as much, if not more, than his first advent. And that became quite evident when you sing the third stanza about how sins and sorrows will no longer be because Christ will wipe away our tears and his blessings will flow as far as the curse is found. Now that's pretty good news. News we all need to hear today, even as wars rage all over the world. This world is indeed cursed by sin, and that has affected everything, our lives, our hearts, even our governments. But we're looking forward to the coming of King Jesus, when he will wipe out all his enemies and vanquish evil forever and establish his government by reigning forever and ever. We're going to think more about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven on today's program and what that kingdom will look like. Now, Jesus gave us a sneak peek when he delivered his Sermon on the Mount. So stay with me as we turn to God's Word together. And after the program, I want to send you one of my all-time favorite Christmas albums for your gift this Christmas to Haven. favorite carols composed by John Rutter and put on his Christmas album, Candlelight Carol. We'll hear more from this album on the program a little later, and I want you to have this album this Christmas to help you worship King Jesus this season. And speaking of Christmas presents, I may not be very good at wrapping them, but I sure like giving them, especially to my grandchildren. This year, I can't wait to give the Kingdom of God Bible Storybooks by Tyler Van Haltren to my two youngest grandchildren on Christmas Day. Janet has offered to do the honors, wrap the two-volume cloth-covered hardback set in its own slipcase. Well, yesterday, we heard from a couple in Toronto who told us their six-year-old last Christmas asked to receive Jesus into his heart after hearing Tyler's story on Pilgrim's Progress, Little Pilgrim, Big Journey. 
This year, they're giving the Bible storybooks to this new young believer. You can share this with the kids in your life. See what I'm talking about after the program. Head over to haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Make your minimum gift. Free shipping is over tomorrow, and we'll send you the two-volume set for Christmas. You can also listen to samples from the John Rutter Christmas album there as well. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN for the Kingdom of God Bible Storybooks or the Music CD. 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's return to that Christmas album for another great, uplifting carol of Christmas. was Stephen Varco, John Rutter, and the Cambridge Singers and Deck the Halls on this haven today. Let Earth receive her king. I'm Charles Morris. We live in a fallen world. There's brokenness all around us. Life, safety, and peace are not automatic. They come at a cost, and only with great effort. And in many places in the world today, they hardly exist at all. But every nation on earth whatever its form of government, is attempting to address this question. What is the best way to ensure peace, safety, and prosperity for people? Some nations have succeeded at this more than others, but all governments in the world today have one thing in common. They are still imperfect. And this will always be true as long as sinful human beings are in authority over sinful human beings. Only one government will ever lead to human flourishing with no flaws nor exceptions. It's the one Isaiah foretold and Handel set to music. You know his words. I've been listening to this as well this Christmas. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, 
establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Now at Christmas, we celebrate this as a fact, as both history, but also future, that at the center of all existence is a creator God, a king with an eternal kingdom, and that kingdom, Jesus taught, came when he arrived. He came in a way that no one expected. When he was born, almost no one took notice, and yet he was the great king of kings, even coming as a baby in a manger. There's a beautiful carol by John Rutter on his Christmas album, which points this thought to music so well. It's a melody familiar to Janet and me because this is the soundtrack of Christmas in our house this year. Take a listen. Nativity Carol, written by John Rutter with the Cambridge Singers. And I'm curious if you heard the lyrics of that special carol. Born in a stable so bare, born so long ago, born neath light of star, he who loved us so, far away, silent he lay. Born today, your homage pay, for Christmas is born for a born on Christmas Day. Now, there's only one reason to pay homage to anybody. It's only owed to one type of person. It's owed to a king. And King Jesus proclaimed the kingdom of heaven everywhere he went. What he described was not what people expected. It was so different that Israel, God's chosen people, did not recognize him or his kingdom when it came. They thought they knew what to expect. A king was coming, check. From the line of David, check. Who would bring justice to the oppressed, check. And restore the right worship of God, perfect sacrifice pleasing to God, check. And he would lead an insurrection and overthrow the Roman oppressors. No, that was not God's plan. God's plan was greater. It was global. It was all-encompassing. The enemies to be overthrown were sin, death, and the devil. So what would the kingdom of heaven be like for God's redeemed? In Matthew's gospel, the kingdom of heaven is a core theme, especially in the Sermon on the Mount. 
It's been described by some as the upside-down kingdom because what Jesus describes inverts all of our expectations. But the opening section, we call it the Beatitudes, gives us a portrait of the kingdom concentrated. Let's go there for a moment. The setting is a mountainside with disciples gathered around Jesus to hear him preach and teach. Listen as I share eight verses from Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Every statement began with the word blessed. It comes from a Greek word that could also be translated happy. It's a picture of human flourishing. It's a picture of how God's people live in his kingdom. And the statements are not random. There is order and cadence. They're connected like steps climbing a staircase, a pathway of deepening maturity in Christ. The first step on this journey echoes John the Baptist when he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus described it as blessed are the poor in spirit, those who have been humbled by God to the core of their being, whose hearts cry out, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross of Christ I cling. Being poor in spirit is to know you have nothing to offer God, and those who recognize that can only do one thing, mourn over their sin. And so then blessed are those who mourn, I remember being a dad of young children and how often it went down. One child would sin against another, and I would tell them to apologize. All too often, what followed was a defiant sorry, which was anything but sorry. An empty apology. No remorse. But it's not just children who do that. That's the natural state of every human heart before God. It's only when there is godly sorrow, a heart which mourns over sin, that a person is ready to receive God's free gift of grace. And Jesus described this posture like this, blessed are the meek, not a word we often use, is it? Meek does not mean weak. No, meekness is a state of humility and submission, exactly the posture Jesus had in his humanity before God the Father. Going on to the next beatitude, there's a shift. Whereas with the first three beatitudes, we see the heart of someone who becomes a Christian. The fourth beatitude onward shows us evidence of God's redemptive work. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. If you've been made alive in Christ, you have an appetite for the things of God which you didn't have before. You long for the very thing Jesus promised to give and to be for you, true bread and true drink. Only he can fill your hunger, and he promises to do that. Next, blessed are the merciful. I love how one person put it when they said, God has not called us to be cups, but pipes. 
In other words, God hasn't poured his mercy into us simply so we can hold on to it like a cup holds water. Rather, we're called to be pipes or conduits. What flows into one end should flow out the other. God's mercy should constantly be flowing into the heart of a Christian and out into those around us. And here is a wonderful mystery, a delight in the life of a Christian walking with Jesus. The well never runs dry. Being poured out does not mean you are empty. The supply is endless. Just like the water pipes in your house always have water in them, so it is with God's mercy in your life as you dispense it to others. And next, blessed are the pure in heart. The New Testament here has three Greek words translated pure in English. For the one used here, the idea is undiluted. This purity is not mixed with anything else. It is single-minded. Paul the Apostle modeled this when he wrote, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And this is the promise. The pure in heart will see God. And that brings us to the second to final beatitude, blessed are the peacemakers. We began our program talking briefly about that war in Gaza and Israel, the latest conflict in a series of conflicts going back deep into history with roots in the Old Testament. Peace in Israel has always been elusive and remains so today. But not only in Israel. Peace is elusive everywhere. It's elusive even in the context of our own homes and families. Our lives are often marred by brokenness and lack of peace but no relation is as broken as that between a human being and a holy God. True peace must start there. Here's a bold biblical statement. Those who belong to King Jesus are the only people in this world who have peace with God, but they aren't stingy with it. They want to share it. And that's why we're called to be peacemakers ambassadors of the great peacemaker whose life and death reconciles God and man. Peacemakers are called sons of God, children, because we share in the ministry of the Son of God. In Ephesians, Paul describes Christ's ministry this way. He himself is our peace and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, thus making peace through the cross. And one who speaks publicly of Christ in his gospel will experience with Jesus said next, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. That's a promise too. As a Christian who follows Christ and shares the good news, you can expect to be insulted. You can expect to be persecuted. You can expect for people to say false things about you behind your back. Jesus said this would happen. But the wonderful promise that goes along with it, anyone persecuted because of Christ holds on to this. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. So in the midst of a Christmas season marked by conflict in so many places, suffering, war, persecution, we can, we should rejoice. The kingdom of heaven has come near. King Jesus reigns on his throne. Good people, all this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done. 
in sending his beloved son with many holy we should pray to God with love this Christmas day in Bethlehem upon that morn there was a blessed Messiah Wexford County, Ireland, written in the 12th century. It's called the Wexford Carol, and it's there on John Rutter's Christmas album. My wife Janet and I have already listened to it several times this season. Where we live, it's cold outside, but the carols on this album have warmed our hearts with the hope of Christ. 
I want you to enjoy this unique worship experience this year as well. So for your Christmas gift to Haven today, we'll send you the John Rutter Christmas album on a CD. Listen to samples and make your gift when you go to haventoday.org. Now, earlier in the program, I shared the story of a little boy named Aiden who found Christ last Christmas after his parents read to him Tyler Van Haltren's version of Pilgrim's Progress. This Christmas, his parents have ordered the Kingdom of God Bible storybook, the two-volume set for this young boy's Christmas. One thing I didn't tell you about Aiden earlier, it turns out he shares the same last name with the author. They're distant cousins. Isn't that sweet? Well, you can still get the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set with free shipping today if you'll just go online right now at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Free shipping is over tomorrow. Or speed it up and call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. What a lasting gift for this Christmas to somebody young in your life. And if you're interested in the John Rutter album, ask about that when you call. As it's time to wrap up today's program, let me mention our need is great this December, and the 31st is coming soon. If you're in the U.S. and have a retirement program, or a donor-advised fund, or appreciated stocks, there may be some better ways for you to give and help this Christ-centered ministry. Go to haventoday.org, press the Give button, and look at other ways to give. If you're in Canada, give us a call for your options. 865 Haven. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when on Thursday, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What do you enjoy eating on Christmas Day? Is it glazed ham or beef tenderloin? Maybe you're a dessert person and you love grandma's homemade cookies. The Christmas meal is a meal where you pull out all the stops and you make sure no guest leaves hungry. Sadly, in this world, there will be people who go hungry. There are those who are homeless. For those who can't make ends meet, perhaps the Lord has placed a burden on your heart to care for those around you with these needs. Jesus, too, felt that burden. In Mary's song, she sings, He has filled the hungry with good things. There is hope for those who are hungry. In Christ, they will be satisfied. Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.